You're listening to the Future Tech Health Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Until I reached age 40, I never realized the obvious, that we all have medical issues, or we at least have a family member or close relation that had, has, or will have them in the future. Medicine and biological systems are the final frontier. Until we've conquered death, figured out how life began, cured cancer, and understood our purpose in the universe, there's a heck of a lot to talk about when it comes to our health. Future Tech Health means I'll be covering futuristic topics that are actually already in clinical trials or even starting to appear on shelves or by prescription or available for your own use. We dive deep into stem cells, CRISPR-Cas9, the science of sleep, epigenetics, medical testing, cancer, ketogenic diets, stem cells, aging, regenerative medicine, and more. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a serious medical problem. Remember, however, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you enjoy the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and share it with friends. Thank you. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech, or Future Tech Health Podcast, and I have Joshua Neely, uh, Chief Growth Officer at Cannabis MD. So, Josh, thanks for coming. Thank you very much. How are you doing? Good. Cannabis uh, MD sounds like WebMD, but uh, with cannabis instead. But what, what's the premise of the company? So, it's funny because when you put MD after uh, after the word cannabis, there's a lot of premise that can come to mind. Uh WebMD is, is is a natural one that you know even we had discussed and and did angle towards that way um, at the start. Um, but as we sort of went on and on, um, we took on board uh, Michael Klein, a very very good um, CEO. He used to run original programming on MTV, etc. And he brought on Jennifer Romolini as well and a few other people, which saw us naturally, um, I suppose it's, it made us take a step back and rather than look at cannabis media as just cannabis media, it was, let's look at cannabis, but from a media, an actual media perspective. So you're talking media elites, not just you know, and I'm not even going to name out names because I do love a lot of them, but, you know, not just people who have a passion, but genuinely people who understand how to package a message up, how to put it across clearly and and, and in a way that's understandable for the average person, not even the person who uses cannabis, because obviously there's an issue at the moment. You think about where do I want to go and learn about CBD? Every single place you go to learn about CBD right now, will be on a website that is completely what you could call endemic, you know, would promote smoke, puffing, you know, stonerism or whatever you would want to call it. Um, but uh, well, what I was going to ask you that. I, I would think with the with CBD, there's now a split where, you know, some people are still in the marijuana, you know, THC world and then CBD world, it's completely separate. It seems like, at least in the U.S., you know, the... Well, Everything about it seems very different. You know, it's for healing or inflammation. And that is true. Um, Because that's, I mean, like, that's the natural way. It doesn't make me high, so it's okay. So let's let's almost use CBD to separate this message across. But, I mean, realistically, creating, like, this is the idea of Cannabis MD. 
we're creating a a very like you know with with all previous industry experience going back for years from Condé Nast etc you know Yahoo Shine so on so on I'm bringing that into the cannabis world to create something that is is genuine it's up to the spec of the global market and it's what a normal person would expect to see if they were going into a place and they picked up something that was even next to Vogue you know it's we want this to be this is this is this our idea of this is to be the mainstream not to be the guys who are like oh this is the website for stoners this is the website for you know like i'm going to say it like people like myself you know who who work very hard also like to get stoned um you know it's not that this is the website of like this is your life you're a person you're like reading stuff and one of your biggest interests just happens to be cannabis so we're going to make sure you know about that while you're getting everything like an enjoyable read, like that's essentially it. We're not going to sit there with, you know, people figuring out as many topics on CBD as possible that we can cover with, you know, 3000 word in-depth articles that we can, you know, put a doctor tagline on, you know, like, which is something we want to provide as well, of course, naturally. But um, it really is like, I'll use a term here. We're we're fishing with strawberries rather than worms. We're creating what the market needs just as much as what the market wants. You mean, does it not need the silos of CBD versus uh, recreational marijuana use? It needs like a home for every possible aspect of cannabis. Is that what the premise is? I wouldn't say that. I would say what we're trying to create is in politics there's something called the overton window and the overton window is like it's all over the place in america at the moment because you've got such a left and right wing split at the moment but it essentially it's like if you imagine you've got a window and as you open it you cover certain areas and those areas could be how socially acceptable you know certain things are um with cannabis at the moment you know it obviously has some taboo. And it, you know, let's be serious with cannabis. Like, so most people really don't mind. It's just because there still is a good, you know, percentage of people, maybe 20% or so, who really, really, really are against it. Um, so this is the place that really is not about going going after the market who, who already uses this. This is about educating the general populace, uh, you know, and going along the lines of that Overton window to make sure that we're creating a place that talks to the general consumer, but also evolves with the general consumer. So, you know, at the moment, yes, you'll find we're 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 much more naturally broaching CBD because the general market is all over CBD. You know, it's cannabis is still a lot more taboo. Um, so that's where we are. And we're not, we're not always positive. Sometimes we can be negative if there's something better to use. And we're just very lucky that we're able to do this because we've got a bit of, we made a, and this is really the tech side of it. We made a proprietary system that, uh, essentially takes, takes from some other technologies that, you know, obviously Amazon have technologies in AWS where you can read what's in pictures, topic modeling tools. Um, for reading text. So we grouped all of these things together, you know, creating traditional social listening style of a, of a system, but then, uh, you know, introduced our own proprietary sentiment analysis. And then we also went into emotions because, you know, with this Overton window and cannabis at the moment, one of the biggest things that's that's driving the marketplace is emotions. It's an emotional, emotional marketplace, and I love it for it. Um and at the moment, if you look at the marketplace, it's completely ridden with joy. And I love that. You know, great. It's the only market in the world where we decide that it's the most happiest market. You know, everywhere else is sad and sinister. 
But when we went and put this on, we started to crawl every website we could on the internet. We started to plug in with all their data sources and make partnerships. What we actually find, and this is very interesting, was this market um, currently isn't driven by brands. It isn't driven by celebrities. And yes, you know, there's some out there you can, you know, dosist, great brand, they're leading the way. But, you know, the people who are using it, they're, they're still selling based upon the effects, um, which will play to the emotion, you know, calm. Sleep. I mean, you have to pick a position. What's the position of cannabis MD? Is that the position of with or without THC? It it still can help you. It has a lot of you know medicinal uses. Or what's the you know what's the education about? Are you just educating people that? The education is funny. You can get high, or that you can help yourself with chronic pain. The cannabis MD's position is we have several ailments, groups of people living with issues. And right now, CBD and cannabis has been released as the miracle drug. Um, now, I love, don't get me wrong, I love, I love cannabis. I love technology, but it's not penicillin. Um, so we're taking these 32 ailments, and we sort of broke them down, and we started writing into them. And it is a case of, look, when it comes to uh, something like acne, you know, if, if we, we see the research and we read into it and we get advised, you know, tea tree oil is actually better than CBD oil, so you should try it first. We will tell you that um, because it's cheaper. But then in a situation where, you know, I've got anxiety, um, but I refuse to go to the doctor, blah, blah, blah. You know, well, then it, it's definitely worth a go giving CBD because, you know, for, for a lot of people personally, CBD can really help with anxiety. You know, it personally, it helps me. You know, I, I take CBD. Um, yeah. But then with that, so our stance is it's, it's not advocacy. It's not not advocacy. It's just genuinely as much information we can get on the topic in a completely unbiased viewpoint as possible within the lens of what's currently on the mass an acceptable approach. So, you know, and we do that with the proprietary AI who that can see, you know, brown celebrities, it's great, it gets some spike, but, you know, Joy, which I was talking about earlier, just to round it back, Joy is, is about 30%. It's about a third of this marketplace, which means there's about two-thirds of this marketplace that isn't really being broached right now. And those two other sections are mainly sadness and fear, and it's fear around sickness, sadness around pain. Um, it's genuine issues. And if you sit back, and I'm sure you have, you go to these cannabis conferences, you kind of go there and you look about and you get the mix of your businessmen, your traditional. And I'm, I don't see stoners as a derogatory word, but you know, you see your, you see your traditional like weed lovers, and you you see people that you don't expect to see. You you see that you see grannies and you see mums and you see all of these people, and you're like, what's going on? And nobody sits there and thinks, are these people here because they're going home and they're watching Cheek and Chong? Like, no, they're not. They're here because they've got no other option. Um, they've tried, and this is where they're falling back to. Now, where's the place for those people? The the chief medical officer moms, the um the healthy ager who likes his cannabis but doesn't need to identify by it. You know, where's the place for the affluent the affluent millennial who, you know, wants to come across as professional but wants to get that information at the same time? You know, that's these are the people we're going for. We feel like everybody else has a space, but we're going for everybody who's not the people who want to go on the sites that have your, you know, 420 memes and your flowers and cannabis flowers showing everywhere. We want to create a nice, safe, comfortable space where people can come in. And as they learn about the product, we can introduce more and more. And don't get me wrong. I mean, we, with this proprietary AI that we use, 
um, which we call the Knowledge Navigator, because uh, we do we sell this on. This is we can sell this to any other cannabis company, and we're happy doing so. Um, we can go and create even with the likes of Facebook. We can create lookalike audiences based upon micro niche groups and use data essentially to figure out who's using using cannabis for for certain ailments, and you can target these people. So, like we we've built yeah. a, a group for anxiety in the space of six months for next to nothing um, with over 70,000 people. And they're naturally creating groups within it, talking about cannabis and CBD. So you, you, you think about this. You're taking the person from their ailment. You're watching them come through the cannabis MD, learn. You can start to educate them, drip feed them, and push them more and more and more towards where they should be. And that's not always cannabis. It's not always CBD. But, you know, at the end of the day, for some people, it is. And it's about understanding for what ailments and for what people, uh, what their needs really are, and how we can address that as a company, and how we can make sure that that's that's a you know that it comes across apparent on our website. So being an insider, and probably seeing the comments of you know thousands of people, you uh, is CBD all it's cracked up to be? You know what is it good for? What is it not good for? In your observation. So I'm going to give you. Maybe a, a bit more of a, a unique lens on this. I don't know how many people you have from from my side of the Atlantic on your show. Um, so I am based in the UK, uh, Northern Ireland. Right. Um, and in the UK, funnily enough, the palaver that has surrounded CBD in America is compared to cannabis. Here, it's it's night and day. Cannabis here is whoa, you'd never go near near it. CBD. I'm telling you now, in my town of 32,000 people, there is eight CBD shops, and nobody thinks twice about it. It's just already there. It is already in people's lives. A, a good large group of people are using it already. It doesn't. I'm going to say it doesn't work for everyone. It it really doesn't. But it does work for a lot of people clearly because I can see how it's developed here, and I'm confident looking at the states. That as things develop, you know, you've obviously got the, the actual flower variable in a lot of locations and the medical variable. But, you know, looking looking at here, I, I think the same thing could happen where people start to treat CBD almost like an amino acid, an essential nutrient, um, more so almost than even medicine sometimes. Uh, that, that's what I think we could see happen. Well, again, what are you seeing is, see, you know, some, some people are hyping CBD as like the cure-all. Uh, hmm. Some people, I'm sure, are very in doubt of it. But again, you have a unique perspective, I would think. What do you see? Is CBD, what's it good for, what's it not good for that you've observed? And again, it's not medical so, opinion, it's just your pure opinion. But what so my pure feelings, extracting, going away from everything, they're going to go into Joshua Neely here from, from, from Uri, Northern Ireland. My personal feelings, and don't get me wrong, you know, I... Uh, you know, Europe, we have this thing. I don't know if you know this. I think you even call it smoking Europe. Like everyone mixes tobacco in with, with marijuana here. Bongs aren't popular and neither are pipes. Um, and I'm not a big smoker, but likewise, I, I mix the tobacco in with it. And when I used to smoke a flower, what would happen is I'd become addicted to cigarettes, but I would refuse to smoke them. And that would become hell. So I lived like that for a very long time in my life, balancing that like an act. Three months on, three months off, three months on, three months off absolute hell it held me back genuinely did help it held me back it stopped me being as efficient as i could be and then this thing called cbd came out now to explain and i'm i'm a very i'll be a very transparent person i look my anxiety issues aren't too bad 
you know, I, I have had a history of like, you know, serotonin deficiency that could be defined almost as a bit of depression. And I have, um, right. I've got the, you know, that, that addiction. So there's the three lenses and I can, I suppose, talk for sleep. So they're the lenses that I feel like I, I can appropriately comment on. And within my lens, I will say for sleep and anxiety, um, uh, a, a large, like for me personally, and I'm, I'm 130 kilos and six foot four, <laughs> but uh, for me, I like taking a good 50 milligrams tincture for like anxiety and sleep, et cetera. And you see for quitting smoking um, or that discussion problem I, I was telling you about there, uh, a CBD vaporizer was an absolute lifesaver for me. It just, I couldn't believe it. It was just that edge when you're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, where people would normally go to like a Necorette or something. I don't know if you have that there. Um, I could just puff the yeah, CBD vaporizer. Yeah, for three minutes. And, you know, that was it. I have, since CBD hit the UK, I've never touched tobacco. And, you know, like, well, you want to talk about CBD? You know, for me, that's a, that's a lifesaver. You know, it's CBD, you know, that's that's nuts. Uh, I don't have sleep problems anymore. You know, like, everything. Like, you know, it has. It's done wonders for me. Like, personally, it has. I don't often openly talk about it because, you know, in the, in an executive position in a cannabis company, it's, it's a bit hard. But I will say for me personally, I'm in this because I have a personal relationship with it. I really do. Um, but at the same time, I have got friends, I've got, you know, I know someone who's got epilepsy and, you know, they went and read about this on the internet on, you know, one of those websites that just, you know, oh yeah, this can help with epilepsy and, you know, do this, blah, blah, blah. CBD is amazing. So they stopped taking their epilepsy. No, wait, they didn't even stop taking their epilepsy medication. They started taking CBD. Um, they actually worked for me. <laughs> started taking CBD. And they had seizure fit after seizure fit after seizure fit. CBD wrecked them. I mean, they literally went from being functional human yeah. being with epilepsy to taking this. And they, they're about 30. It's about 30 years old. And he just he couldn't come to work. And, you know, that was another reason why I find this very interesting. Because then I was so obsessed with looking into it. And then I found, yes, okay, when you read about this, it does help with epilepsy. But why is there not one person telling people that it interferes with your epilepsy medication? Because that's really dangerous. And running a media company or like a cannabis business online, and you're talking about the pros of this product, I mean, it morally and justifiably and for the marketplace and for longevity, and, you know, to make sure we're creating something that can, that can scale here, um, we need to make sure we, we broach that topic too. And that's where Cannabis Empty takes its stance. You know, we will make sure that when we're telling you if it's possibly good for epilepsy, that you need to consult your doctor first because it can interfere with your medication. You know, CBD can't interfere with your birth control. If you're a woman and you have anxiety and you start taking CBD, you need to know if you're on birth control, that's going to interfere with it. And all these issues, why nobody seems to know about these things. And that's what we're about. We're about giving you the information, but in a sensible way, on a safe way, as safe as we can possibly. No, that's good. I mean, uh, people need to know because there's a lot of people hawking CBD for everything. And again, it's a miracle cure, but there's a lot more nuance to it. That's why yeah. I wanted your perspective because I figured you've seen a lot more than most. Yeah, well, you know, I've been, I've been, I've been in the the cannabis business since the first LPs in Canada went public, I suppose. Um, yeah, I've been, I've been around. You know, it'd be interesting. Has anyone done a comparison of what conditions? CBD helps that marijuana doesn't help and vice versa. Has yes, anyone looked at the difference between the two and what do you see? There, there's an infographic on this actually. Um, 
Yeah, it, it splits. I actually saw it first. I actually happened to see. I've seen it in America now, but I happen to know. I, in my personal opinion, I think it, I'm pretty sure it did. It originated from Germany because I first saw it when I was in Berlin at a. I think it was called Medical Jane or something. Um, and I got handed this thing. It literally had CBD, CBDA, THC, THCA, THCV, and it had a big wheel. I'll send you the link to it. You can maybe shove it up on the site, or I'm pretty sure we'll put it up on our site as well. Make sure you've got it. I'll send you a link. But it'll show you all of the ailments it helps with. So you'll see, you know, where the, the likes of anxiety is really good for CBDA. You know, you want to get CBDA as well as CBD, and it's, it talks about situations like that. Um, I don't. Did you, know. did you say CBDA, CBDA, and CBD, and what yeah. are what's the difference? Um, so CBDA and CBDA, CBDA is like a cannabinoid acid, cannabidolic acid to be precise. It's um, it, it it's also found in the plant. Um, it's it's it varies slightly. Um, and CBD likewise is also a cannabinoid. But if you examined fresh hemp, you'd find very little CBD, and instead you'd actually find abundant amounts of CBDA usually. Uh, so, I mean, in my personal experience, if you want to talk about taking it, CBD uh, I've always find great for the likes of you know the, the sleep issues, etc. Pain helps with muscle pain but cbda personally has always helped me more with anxiety to get a mix and that's why i maybe say this over here in the uk maybe i'm speaking ahead because maybe america hasn't gone this far yet but over here when we're buying our cbd you know what's my mix of cbd and cbda you know what's going on here you know we've, we're getting near there we're much we're very interested in turk profiles etc um and i think we'll, we'll end what up about the no, okay. Well, what about uh, hemp oil versus CBD? Is it the same thing or is it completely different? I've seen a lot of products here that say one or the other. So, yes, let's be very clear. So, essentially what you have is you've got cannabis and you've got hemp, right? And there's very high CBD strain cannabis plants with very low THC, but you're still deriving an oil from cannabis. And on the other side, you've got hemp. It has much lower levels of THC. It actually has doesn't have abundant levels of CBD. It actually, in some cases, it actually does have lower. But oil derived from hemp, you can legally sell. And not only can you legally sell it, you can, you know, you can crystallize it into your isolate form to make sure you get more CBD out of it so that you can make sure that even if your oil is low on CBD, you can increase its strength by literally adding in some, some more CBD. So the separation there really comes because of, of, the, of those legal reasons. Um, hemp has come into its own because... Hemp is what was used to essentially bring CBD into the market out of nowhere because you, there's no there's much less legal restrictions off hemp than there is off cannabis. Um, but you'll find, I suppose, you'll find a much different ratio of cannabinoids in hemp versus, versus uh, cannabis. But when it comes down to it, CBD is CBD. Uh, to be brutally honest, um, if anything, you might find more omega three in hemp. <laughs> that might be the extent of it. Okay, well, I, I took you off course, but going back to um, you know marijuana versus CBD, you said for anxiety, for instance, it appears that CBD and CBDA are more effective, and is marijuana not effective, or does it make people more anxious? Well, for instance, and maybe talk about another condition. Yeah, um, it's, it's really tough because I'm, I'm, I, one side I try to be worried because obviously I'm not a scientist, just someone who's been around the block quite a bit. Um, I will say one thing, though. Um, you, we can't really compare CBD with marijuana because marijuana contains THC, CBD. It contains everything. You know, that's what it is. Different strains have different balances. Like, for me personally, I find if, and I pretty much would say this is the common, 
THC would be the thing that makes you drowsy, sleepy, and if anything, it would cause the paranoia and a little bit of the anxiety. Um, the CBD is that thing that rails in um, those negative attributes, um, but and also at the same time doesn't make you high. So it takes away from the anxiety, etc. Um, but it's not necessarily going to relax you to the same extent at all. Um, you, you much more rely on the THC for any psychoactive. So in reality, THC has its medical properly, properties. It's much, I, I, it, it's known to be better for, for, you know, things like cancer, et cetera, where the research has been done. Um, but I'll, I'll leave that to the read into yourself. Whereas, you know, CBD, you know, it, it definitely, in my, in my personal opinion, my own, my own personal experience of using both products, I find CBD is much better for genuinely just, I, I find it like a nutrient. I mean, you've got to look at this. This is actually an interesting story. I'm going on a tangent here. Um, I have a Serbian guy who works for me. And, you know, he was telling me how uh, before the war broke out in Serbia, how they would fish for fish by grabbing loads of cannabis plants, throwing it in the water. The fish would get stoned, float to the surface, and they'd pick them out while they'd still be living so they could get them later. And then when you start to factor in that, you start to factor in, you know, the fact that they used to feed cows hemp, you know, because it was cheap. Um, CBD through hemp and all of this, these methods were making its way just like uh, oxytocins in, in meat, especially in North America, which is pretty bad for at the moment. Um, the CBD and all these cannabinoids were making it into the meat, etc. So we were actually, people in history were always getting this like like nutrient. You know, our body has, has a CB1 and a CB2 receptor. You know, that's there for a reason. You know, that's... It, it needs something, obviously, or people could have a deficiency. If we have the receptors, it has to, in my head, I'm not an expert, but it has to be potentially possible that you can have a deficiency in it. So in that manner speaking, um, I'm, I will take my THC to calm down. And if I ever got a critical illness, I would probably be on it. But as long as I'm healthy, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with, with, uh, with CBD and I'll treat it like it's a nutrient and I'll take it alongside my vitamin C every day. <laughs> Oh, that's super interesting. That's that's a great story. Huh. Yeah, so, um, what do you think is going to be the um, the future for cannabis MD, the future for the CHC and CBD industry in general? So this is this is where the knowledge navigator comes in, almost more on top of cannabis MD. You know, that's uh, that's it is uh, the knowledge navigator to put into simple words is a is a tool that is essentially taking all of this. Like you're asking me the questions, how do people see this? What do you think they think about CBD? What about THC? Where's this going? What words do people like? What 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 type of people like cannabis? What type of people don't? The Knowledge Navigator is all about grabbing all as much information as possible, throwing it in there, and essentially showing you, you know, these are the words these people like, these are the words these people don't. And I can show you the development of, of cannabis coming into the world like a normal thing. Um at the moment, the trend and trends are subject to change. It, it, it does appear that the cannabis is naturally, maybe not as quick as people would like, becoming like a another thing like whiskey. You know, it's like an alcohol. It's another thing in our lives. Um, and it, it, if anything, what we're seeing, and it's, I suppose it's not what's usually expected, but then look at what's happened with things go medical. Um, the people who didn't use cannabis before are, I, I think, are the ones going through the routes that... Uh, have been opened and all of the people um, from before, you know, a lot of them, you know, and this happens in Canada too, are still buying from their dealers. They're still buying. It's a community thing. Um, and I think that's what's going to die out. I think eventually the, 
as as dealers etc start to die out and as this becomes more and more acceptable i think you'll you'll see it make its way you know shoppers drug mark in canada you know that's like their walgreens i think one day we'll see it in walgreens and it will be sitting there walgreens over there and shoppers drug mark in canada you know holland and barrett in the uk you know rossman all over europe i think we'll see it everywhere um, and as they have we all get kinds there, of medications and Walgreens anyway, so why, what's the difference? This is yeah. better, in my opinion. That's that's literally it. And um, uh, well, and you know, there's this funny situations. You know, like eczema as an example. Like I, I know her brother used to take eczema cream, and he swapped it to CBD, and it didn't help him. Uh, you know, it wasn't as quick acting, but what he found is it would last much longer. So, you know, like you know, situations like that. It, there's so many things that need to be discovered with this product and how it can really benefit people and how it can be worked into every product in our everyday lives to genuinely improve our lives um, without getting us all high and making us all, I don't know, but essentially without being psychoactive, affecting our everyday operation, um, but still benefiting us. That's that's what that's what I'm interested in seeing happening. And that's where I think Cannabis MP is going. It, it, it wants to be the thought leader in that. It wants to be the people not out in front, you know, not those guys, you know, not the guys out already talking about, you know, doing things like yeah, cannabis weightlifting or cannabis sports events or, you know, memes, etc. cetera. I, I, I don't necessarily want to be there because I think it's too soon. You know, I think the moment we lifestyle, we bring the audience in, we slowly educate them in and obviously they get educated. I, I think you'll see. You know, Cannabis MD will be like the fishing magazine of cannabis. It'll just be the everyday magazine because, hey, fishing's fishing. Nobody makes a hype out of fishing like cannabis. They do, but it's just not in the media, so we don't notice it as much. And I think it will eventually just become a big thing. It'll be like popular whiskeys and wines. It'll just be a thing in our lives. Think of prohibition in America in the 1930s. They were probably having the same conversation. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> so what's the best way for people to start the educational journey and start engaging with you guys? So essentially, there's um, my recommendation to someone if they're interested in, in cannabis and they're you know wavering, or even if they want to get an idea. If you're if you're if you're in the cannabis space, and from our knowledge navigator, you want to get an idea of what direction we're taking that, um, or what direction the market's going, you can sort of keep tabs on our website, and as you see it develop, you can know that's that it's developing alongside that market. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited. I really am excited. Well, I'll just give you one more example. So, you know, I have a friend that takes CBD, and um, sometimes she says it works well, sometimes she says it doesn't. She's trying different brands and everything, but how does she know which one's going to work and which one's not and why? What's the differences? So are you going to have information like that as well? Yeah. Uh, funnily enough, we actually did start exactly like that. We, You know, we very clearly separated our THC versus CBD. But then, just as you discussed there, you know, you need those comparisons. It's one ailment. You can't you can't separate THC and CBD apart and then talk about the same ailment. The ailment needs to be, both things need to be covered. Um, so, yes, we will. We'll mostly talk about things. What you'll see at the moment, and I, this is what I would recommend, if, if you're only getting into this or it's new to you or you, you're interested in exploring it, use our site because, you know, it'll talk about CBD and you won't see much THC in places or even much mentions of, of cannabis um in your face but what you will see is if you're reading something and it could be about cbd and if we find out it's it's no good unless you add thc with it it will say it in that article like it will say you know in this situation unless you're taking thc you may as well go and use something else if you're only going to use but 
at the end of the day, you know, as I said personally, like it may not be represented on the website because it's, you know it's a personal experience. But I, I find CBD a, a bit of a nutrient. So it's something we need, um, and uh, and it's with that mindset that I I think that um, before education can even get that that deep, I think it'll end up just this this product, the THC and CBD and cannabis in general, will weave its way into society so ingrained that that it'll be so quick that the topic hardly even gets to be discussed. You know, the, the THC CBD comparison, because I think the stigma of THC, or at least for THCA coming out, you know, which is, or is it THCVA, one of them is like THCA, it's, it's, it's actually THC without the psychoactive. Or if you take THC as a repository, you know, up, if you know what a repository is, essentially it's taking it up, up your anus. Like, um, it doesn't actually make you high either, uh, but you get all of the benefits. Oh, it's a repository. Yeah, so there's actually ways to, to take the benefits of have the benefits of THC without getting high as well. So it's just as these things start to roll out, um, that's where I find it a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot more unpredictable, and that's why why we have cannabis MD even with the Knowledge Navigator. It's one of the reasons for it because you know we need to literally to, to validate our data. We need to be making sure that we're we're leading this this uh, industry voice. Like we we're there and we're. We're working with the industry, and we can we can see firsthand even before the data reaches the table, roughly where it would go, and uh, that's where I think it's going. Well, very good. Everyday life. Well, Josh, I hope so. And uh, you know, I've seen that CBD and, and THC can help a lot of people. So, thanks for helping to to get the word out and the effort you're doing. So, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. No, it's 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 an absolute pleasure. Uh, <coughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, you're obviously passionate about cannabis. It's uh, and and your questions, you know, it's very refreshing to get asked questions because your questions were, you know, sort of sometimes you can get onto these shows and this can be a problem with websites as well, where you know that simple question, the difference between THC and CBD, you know, sometimes even CBDA, you know, it's very complicated. And some people, right, you know, yeah. it's human, human nature. I don't want to. You, you can look like an idiot for for one minute, or you can look like an idiot for five years. That's the phrase, but you don't really. <laughs> look like an idiot. <laughs> but I, I, I respect you a lot for, for for covering the topics from the from the very base. That was commendable. You're listening to the Future Tech Health Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Until I reached age forty, I never realized the obvious that we all have medical issues or we at least have a family member or close relation that had, has, or will have them in the future. Medicine and biological systems are the final frontier. Until we've conquered death, figured out how life began, cured cancer, and understood our purpose in the universe, there's a heck of a lot to talk about when it comes to our health. Future Tech Health means I'll be covering futuristic topics that are actually already in clinical trials, or even starting to appear on shelves, or by prescription, or available for your own use. We dive deep into stem cells, CRISPR-Cas9, the science of sleep, epigenetics, medical testing, cancer, ketogenic diets, stem cells, aging, regenerative medicine, and more. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a serious medical problem. Remember, however, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you enjoy the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and share it with friends. Thank you.